0: Nothing in particular Welcome to the show, special guest Vivek Venugopalan Pleasure to be here,
1: I have listened to a few of your podcasts Definitely, okay. you know, it's about nothing but it's always about something So it's <laughs> fun to be here
2: So you so you heard a few episodes and you still decided to come So we are very, very grateful for you <laughs>
1: Well, you know how it is, right? Uh, you set the bar at some point and you just have to start trying to make it higher,
0: that's Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Kristi, yeah. what's the topic yes. for this week?
2: Yeah, so the topic for this week is social media and how it impacts our lives Okay. And uh, I had a really nice uh, flashback opening where we talk about how life was before social media and all that. But then a few minutes ago, I, I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and I started seeing these posts about Saraha or I'm not sure how to pronounce that. <laughs> Do you, I mean, have you heard about that Vivek? Oh, the...
1: absolutely. In fact, I uh, another uh, entrepreneur actually posted a Saraha blocker. Uh, no, I, in <laughs> fact, I just pushed it out on my Facebook feed. So, yeah, Wonderful. Use <laughs> oh,
0: yeah,
2: man. and apparently it's named after an Arabic word for honesty and frankness. Mm-hmm. And okay. that was the intention behind this app. Uh, I mean, didn't anybody see that this was coming, that uh, it was going to steamroll into something negative? And now there are uh, crusades against online bullying and bored mind. Uh, body mind and soul shaming and i'm not sure why they didn't predict this at all i mean this is what we are good at uh, uh, turning something good into something absurd and negative right
0: no man the whole point is that you know people are uh, you know people are saying hey you know this is my link why did you go and write i said hey i just write it on your wall
1: <laughs>
0: why would i why would i go and write something uh, and, and you're not going to figure out from who it is come on man i mean Oh my gosh, you know. You know I mean, why? Yeah. Because
2: I think that's just showcasing that there is a chance that there are people whom you don't know might like you and not just the people whom you know who like you. No man, but I mean, I, a, I, like...
0: I know what kind of grammar mistakes each of my
1: friends make. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out. Yeah, you anglophile show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like Thank goodness. you so much for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on Vivek. Now, I mean, since this is going to be a public broadcast, I'm sort of making it more civil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only I
0: think only thing that's not civil uh, right now is uh, we make the discussions on social media and that's exactly the reason why we are here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. See, it's a, well it's it's good and bad, right? I mean if you look at social media and you know anything that you put on social media, I mean social media has a purpose, right? And there are certain definite positives about social media. Right, And one of the obvious, let me just try to list uh, things that come top of my head, right? One is, uh, it's a way to communicate with friends and acquaintances, just keeping them updated on what you're doing. I mean, you don't have to talk about every breakfast you ate, every lunch you ate, but you know, saying that uh, we did this as a family or things like that, it definitely serves a purpose there. Yeah. Um, Two, if you're a marketer, if you're in the business of building things or selling stuff, uh, it's a great virality and reach platform, right? Uh, social media automatically imbibes many of the best practices in that space and right. you know, essentially gives you a way to reach out there. Um, and it has a built-in feedback mechanism, I mean that's, uh, but social media in itself is not bad because the feedback mechanism over there is fairly transparent, you actually know who's giving you feedback. There was right. something like Saraha which essentially uh, encourages anonymous <laughs> behavior and no, anonymous human being behavior is uh, you know, is a more cultural issue than a social media issue
0: per se. Right, 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 right. right. So I mean, we know we know how uh, anonymous human beings behave online, right? That's like a huge topic of research, uh, and I think pretty pretty much every university worth its name has has done some research on anonymous behavior online, and and we know how that ends. Yeah.
2: Yeah. and it I don't think it has changed much from years ago when we used to uh write messages on uh, high school bathroom walls you mm. suck and this person did this and this person <laughs> did that i don't think the pattern has changed uh, a majority of social media is still used to
1: uh, spray negative thoughts yeah see it it sort of goes back to uh, uh, you know i can't quote the source per se but uh one of my very senior managers long ago told me this right mm-hmm. um you know um uh, your integrity does not come from how you behave publicly, your integrity comes from how you behave privately. Right. Um, I think that's a great great way of looking at this problem, right? As, as human beings, um, you know, how do we behave privately when we are not being monitored, when we are not being watched or measured? I think that's a good measure of where we are as an individual and where we are as a society as well. And Saraha is essentially demonstrating where we are today. Uh, basically showing that we still have ways to go, or um, yeah, you know, in some pockets, right, again, yeah. there are no aggregate numbers per se, I do not know if 80% of the people are uh, passing rude, dirty, bad comments, or 20% of people are doing that, so, it is right. really not a good judge or an you know, aggregate of humanity, simply because there is no statistic around this. Right. There is definitely abuse, uh, that is a given, I mean, there is uh, no doubt that pockets of that is going to happen. and. Um, I don't know if media is focusing on just the outliers because it makes great news, right? That's yeah. the other side of things too. So, um, so yeah, there are positives, but you no, know, Sarah does contribute. It uh, does also bring out some of the worstness as well.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't think there's a right or wrong uh, which is being dictated. I think it's a popularity contest as to what is the most entertaining. Uh, Conclusion And that's about it I don't see it go any deeper than that right, Shob
0: I agree with you And um, we kind of have this uh, You know nagging feeling uh, You know somewhere It has been uh, you know uh, Discussed quite a bit Saying that you know uh, In our culture There's a lot of uh, Insistence And and focus On being nice to other people Right To the extent that we don't know when we need to tell somebody that you know you know something is wrong in their behavior or something is wrong with the way they're doing things and you know they need to fix this mm-hmm. um, so um, uh, I was listening to this uh, podcast recently uh, by um, uh, you know the, this 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 person this author who wrote this book called the Gift of uh, Fear mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I forget his name I could look it up quickly. So Sam Harris has this podcast called uh, Waking Up and uh, I was recommended uh, re- I put this particular episode recommended by Arun and I went through you know that particular episode and then um, so he he was saying that you know especially in western culture there's this whole thing that you need to be nice to people you need to be uh, you know you, you should not be rude and there's so much insistence on this that you know we tend to be we, we tend to overdo it yeah. Right. So the uh, <laughs> the latest fad now what is what is it called Sarara sarala, Saraha Saraha Saraha. Yeah, saraha so, I that's it. So you know Saraha I, I guess it's all about uh, you know the you know here I am you know I'm a little bit anonymous so I guess mm-hmm. uh, you know I'll just speak out my mind to this person, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean it, it's it's essentially a reflection of the problem with our current culture, the right. the very existence of this web app, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah, that that's it. That's how I see it, you know. And, and I think we need to fix that, you know, remove saraha, and just god damn it, speak whatever you're supposed to speak, and that's gonna help people.
2: So, as you were saying that there is an insistence of being nice with the surge of social media, right?
1: Not just social media, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, In any social situation, I mean, even before social media, right? uh, Whether Uh you go back to the Victorian times where you're invited to a ballroom dance and a dinner after that, Mm -hmm. your expectation of behavior, including which fork you'll use for which meal, Mm -hmm. is very premeditated, very well-dictated set of rules and you need Mm -hmm. to follow that precisely. Mm-hmm. The moment you deviate from that, mm-hmm. uh, you are a pariah, right? You are not <laughs> now be, be behaving with societal norms. Yeah. The challenge today is, one, the norms have become more loosey-goosey. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 to be honest, I, that's probably a bad choice of words. So, the norms are becoming more uh, spread out. Uh, so different cultures bring, bring in different norms. And since we are globally more interconnected, all these mm-hmm. cultural norms are constantly intermingling and creating a lot of clashes per se right so it's it's not as easy thing as to say this is right versus this is wrong versus this is their way of life versus this is my way of life yeah and there
2: is no particular answer as you said for instance uh, should we exercise caution while commenting about controversial topics or while showcasing our moral affiliations uh, g-
1: given that it may
2: affect our professional career
1: Obviously, yes, right. Because uh, the question comes down to what do you care for most. If you care about your professional career, you obviously Mm -hmm. has to have to exercise the right to say the right things. Uh, If you care about your, uh, you know, your opinion uh, being freely exercised, you know, Mm -hmm. come what may, then obviously your choice is the latter. So Mm -hmm. it comes down to what your priorities are and what's important to you. I mean, if you are a family man, obviously you're going to now talk about family, family Mm -hmm. values, etc. Um, now, if you're a party goer, it's a completely different set of rules, right. So
0: yeah. Yeah, And so the, um, uh, th- there's some very interesting behavior I think that's being shaped by uh, social media and it doesn't stop there because there's this ongoing innovations that uh, change the way we, we behave uh, and by extension the way we behave with other people as well. Now, for example, like I said, you know, there's, there's the anonymity that the internet offers, at least in you know uh, places where your identity is identity is not uh, uh, exposed. For example, on Twitter, you can be anonymous because you can set up an account with with not your real name, right. and then you can go ahead and you know uh, you know you you can you can pretty much troll every everybody out there, and you can do all that right. nonsense. And but even before the the Twitter era, you you know you had uh, Various online forums where you, you could be completely anonymous. But mm-hmm. something more interesting is happening, you know, uh, like Vivek said, you know, of course, you know, there, there's, there, there will be, you know, uh, behavioral changes which, which come by in social media. Mm-hmm. But now what's happening is that with smart assistants, uh, you know, in the house like the Amazon Echo and Google Home and now uh, Apple's uh, their own smart speaker. You know, mm-hmm. you say the hot word, and then you know you trigger the assistant, and then there's a conversation, whether it's Siri or whether it is you know whoever it is. I don't want to say the hot word and trigger a bunch right. of devices. But mm. the whole point is that because there is no real human being there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you know people are generally you know sp- you know talking to a digital assistant. It's so happening that. Especially for children, they are very quickly learning how to uh, <laughs> essentially talk to somebody without respect.
2: Oh, okay. that's becoming a huge that's problem. See, th-
0: it's uh-huh. it's all yeah, where they pick it up from, right? So, for example, there is a generation of uh, there is a generation of children who can sing, uh, you know, pitch perfect, right? Uh-huh. Because they. Uh, ...grew up watching videos in which pitch cor- electronic pitch correction was used. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. They listen to these videos. They think this is how human being sing. And then they end up singing brilliantly. <laughs> oh. Right? It's the same oh. thing by extension. That's yeah, mm-hmm. the same thing by extension. We have uh, children behaving very, very badly because there is no... ...when you talk to a digital assistant, I mean, there's just a voice coming. There is no face, you know, there, there is no expression on the face... And they don't know what the other person is thinking. So, And they, they carry it to school and, and to <laughs> other family members. And that's a huge problem.
2: Yeah, I think like so many uh, amazing things that we've come up with, uh, uh, social media can be just as poisonous as it can be medicinal. Uh, it depends on what you do with it, right? It's right. been a great addition to our uh, uh, disaster response mechanism. Uh, like whenever there's a natural disaster... Yeah. Whether it's our flood crisis or the tsunami or the Haiti earthquake, whatever it was, it gave a platform for people to offer and ask for help. And I think that is probably one of the biggest boons of social media.
0: Right, right, right. So um, Vivek, what has your experience with social media been in general?
1: So um, the way I see uh, more than social media, because I look at social media as a mechanism to deliver uh, you know, a behavior or a well, basically, it's a uh, let me step back a little. Maybe I should say so, social media really is the uh, is a new fangled way to develop our social skills. I mean, I go back to my Victorian example where I say that when you walk into the room, you're expected to behave in a certain way. Right. Um, same way in social media, you're expected to behave in a certain way. You have certain norms by which you interact, and people around you would click on a like button or a you know, tweet button or whatever that is to express their approval of your behavior mm-hmm. right so and um, you have been uh, now uh, you know made to think that the total number of likes is a measure of who you are in the society <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean for good or bad i mean that's that's the yardstick that exists today so essentially it comes down to how do i interact with another human being do they respect me And, uh, you know, uh, is that respect important to me? At the moment that, uh, um, that norm is disturbed, right? Uh, Then we sort of start slipping into an anarchy where nobody's opinion matters, nothing matters. I mean, it's more like a unruly teenage behavior that we've seen, right? Where where you see teenagers pushing their way around trying to do things Mm -hmm. and only might is right. But, uh, you know, that's not going to work for too long and they realize it the moment they... Uh, Enter their early 20s and actually get a real job So (laughs) uh, until daddy pays bills All life is good
0: (laughs) (laughs) Christy is laughing because you know It uh, is deja vu
2: (laughs) Who said daddy uh, (laughs) still doesn't pay my bill (laughs) No I am kidding Vivek uh, But do you think it has also exaggerated uh, This need to socialize Uh, For instance uh, We don't control I mean we control the content but we don't control the conversation so we tend to talk about things that are trending currently and in that sense are we really honing our social skills the right way or just uh, going into a hyperbole of uh, uh, evolution in our social skills where we we know what to say but we don't know the right occasion
1: to say it see if you look at uh, you know again if you go back in time and compare and contrast this is what happened right as human beings we have very deep relationships with very few people, right? right? In fact, you can count them with just one arm. You don't even need two arms to do that. Um, You're only in love with one, uh, maximum two people in your life, whatever, right? Um, You know, things like that, right? There's a very, very small list with whom you truly uh, have a deep relationship. Then the next circle, next social circle, Mm -hmm. is your close set of friends with whom you share a lot of information, you have a lot of bonding, etc., Again, you probably need two arms to kind of, you know, I mean, even two might be extending it. Uh, Nobody has 10 friends, two close friends, right? Right. So things like that. So I guess um, the social media is more for the overall friends and acquaintances. So there you don't go around talking about, um, you know, your deep problems that you're having. You're not going to go talk talk about uh, what you had for breakfast, you know. Uh-huh. Honestly, they don't care. Okay, okay. Uh, the, <laughs> Your closest friend will probably give you a good ear simply because he's your close friend. Not that he cares. <laughs> <laughs> but your loved one would actually want to know what you ate for breakfast because it made sense. So, it's a degrees of separation and the kind of communication you're going to do at various degrees of separation. True. The way I see it is social media is really for the general friends and acquaintances. Uh-huh. There, you have to maintain a sense of decorum. You have to maintain a certain level of communication, you cannot uh, uh, you know, to put it in simple terms walk around your proverbial underwear, you have to uh, you know be nice and uh, if that is considered a hyperbole I mean I think it is okay because otherwise you need a what do you call another social network only meant for close friends and that you do not invite people and uh, the bonds are formed by how much you share or something like that or how much time you spend chatting with them and things like that right? right. So, I, I have friends with whom I end up chatting quite a bit of time and, uh, um, you know, we share uh, and some of them are, uh, you know, just ideas, concepts and things that I talk about and then, you know, uh, where I spend the whole day debating various mm-hmm. topics. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, I would never do that on social media. Yeah. I would rather restrict myself to more simplistic topics meant for acquaintances
0: right so
1: i guess yeah sorry uh, i guess uh, you know to conclude i'm sort of meandering here but to conclude i would say that social media has a place and it's really not meant for my oh, it doesn't represent my all-around social behavior. it's it a small subset of my social behavior
2: meandering is the theme of a podcast so don't worry at all <laughs> you're perfectly in line <laughs> right
0: right right
2: i felt that in my life, uh, social media has uh, helped me cut out FaceTime with friends. And I say help because... Uh, I, I f- no, no, I find myself having more time to possibly do something more productive than meet a bunch of people and discuss <laughs> inane things
1: because I, I have, have to so wait... so many things wrong in that statement, Kusty. I'm just... Gonna I
2: <laughs> no, I know, I know. There are so many things wrong with me, Vivek. So, no, but... Uh, No, truthfully, I do mean that uh, to the full extent because what I find myself is it also helps me uh, in honing the skill of writing. Uh, I make sure that every post, I try to make sure that there are no grammatical mistakes, there are no typos and uh, it's interesting and it tells a story like no matter from a 140 uh, character limit on Twitter to a longer uh, uh, versions on Facebook but I really feel that it gives me more time to be productive and maybe I'm lucky because I'm a writer and I get to do that, but I'm not sure how it applies to people who practice other crafts, but uh, yeah, in my life, it's helped me <laughs> meet my friends list and uh, do something more interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, in your case, perhaps, you know, again, this this is a very individual individualistic yeah. choice, right? There's no yeah. good or bad answer for this, but... Yeah. Uh, but saying that spending less time with friends and being more productive, I think I, it's just that that statement is something I just wanted to uh, sort of call out. Uh, since you're a big aficionado of uh, being grammatically correct, I just wanted to semantically point out a problem. That, you know, spending friends with friends is good time spent. So you know, you've I've, clearly
2: not you've clearly not met my friends. <laughs>
0: so what do you guys think about um, people? posting stuff that is kind of cringe inducing for example (laughs) overly personal stuff you know but it's it goes to you know all your friends and in this case they're clearly not really your friends right now uh, earlier i used to think that when people used to post obituaries you know somebody passed away or whatever i used to feel oh man why are people doing this you know there's no need to do that but then again, uh, you know, very unfortunately, I sometimes discovered that someone had passed away because someone had expressed it online. And then, you know, to my shock, you know, I found out that someone, you know, for example, passed away unexpectedly and, and stuff like that. So, that's kind of helped me, you know, get the news so that, you know, I could rush and attend a funeral or, you know, get mm-hmm. get to the family of the affected person. Mm-hmm. But in, in general, I was kind of, uh, you know, not very really comfortable with that when, when people used to do that. But then again... Uh, Even when uh, some of my closest friends passed away or, you know, somebody I knew passed away, I did not really post anything online because, you know, the whole point is that people who mattered were already at the funeral with me, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, I didn't just bother about other people knowing and there was really no utility in other people knowing about it. But it has actually been useful for me in certain situations. But I think uh, where people... Cross the line again. Again, this is very, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's very subjective. Is uh, you know, posting you know marital problems or <laughs> <laughs> they do? Yeah, yeah, actually, very oh, unfortunately very unfortunate <laughs> right <for you>. why <laughs> that was, sounds very entertaining whether, yeah whether they were drunk or not I don't know but you know <laughs> they, they did post and I felt really bad I definitely felt bad but I also felt that you know why are people doing this uh, you know in a public forum and in fact I saw some of their friends actually advising them not to post it there right and uh, I've seen all that so that's kind of uh, you know really sad to see so you know that's exactly my my my, my worry
2: See, it goes back to human behavior is my uh, understanding because I've seen uh, couples have these awkward, loud fights in bus stops and restaurants and in office and things like that. So, as long as they have a platform, they're going to exhibit it anyway uh, with or without social media. They're going to make fools of themselves in a difficult moment.
1: Hmm. I have a slightly different point of view on this. So, the way I see it, right, we um, go with an example. Um, Sometime back, you know, somebody that I know actually posted this long uh, story about how, you know, everybody was betraying him and nobody cared for him. Uh, Okay. So, when I read it, I just felt pity. Mm. Because I didn't see that as a complaint. Mm -hmm. I just saw that as a cry for help. Mm -hmm. Uh, But sadly, you know... um, so, the way I'm seeing it, right, the marital problem examples that you gave, maybe it's just a cry for help. They, they've tried their best. Whatever advice they've got or they've been getting just didn't work. Yeah. So, maybe they genuinely need help and they're only, right now, this is another way to ask for help, right? That's how I see there is as a problem. So, it's just a way of reaching out. Yeah. Uh, now, the question comes down to, uh, you can help, right? And the help, obviously, need not be public. It can be in private. Right. Um, two, you can ignore, right, uh, which is what most people do because they feel awkward on the situation rather than, you know, understanding the problem. Right. Or three, worse, you can say shut up, right, which is like saying you shouldn't be discussing all this in public. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the jury is out on that one. I am not sure if it is a good thing or a bad thing because sometimes it is probably the only criteria. I mean, you have read some of these stories about how some of these folks who post... Um, the step-by-step process they're taking to commit suicide oh, on social media. Right. Yeah, 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 there, yeah, there are posts about that on Facebook as well. So, it's a very sad story. And, you know, there's, you can literally, you know, people commenting things, stop, stop. I mean, why would you comment? Can't you pick up the phone or drive yeah. down and break down his door? I mean, do something about it rather than just doing that. I mean, if you care, right? Uh, if you don't, you just uh, put a comment on Facebook or a like or a whatever and move on. So, See, I, guess, I think
2: right now... Uh, The ability to care has like a fine print asterisk over there, which says that the world (laughs) should know about it. Like either the world should know that you have a problem, or the world should know that you want to help
1: somebody who has a problem. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, see that's the that's the ugly side, right? Where suddenly, um, you know, somebody does something, they want to put it out there, they, and this whole uh, pseudo, uh, you know, appreciation, right? Oh, I appreciate (laughs) you. do I mean, dude. Okay, what do you want to actually <laughs> communicate? Okay. Oh, I did this. Oh, okay. Yeah. There we go. That's the real message. Thank you. Right. So, yeah. um, you know that that aspect of it is fairly ugly, uh, mm-hmm. but it it just and you know everybody seems to think this whole I mean, there's in fact there's a there's a term for it. I I not there's some shaming. Well, I, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, there's body
2: shaming, there's slut shaming. No, 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 this. no,
1: no. no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. No, none of that. Sorry. Um, um, Okay, it's going to come back to me later, Uh, but point is, um, it's acting like you're humble, but you definitely aren't. Oh, Uh, okay. That's what it means, and um, you know, very popular in the Silicon Valley. Uh, Uh Fastly is obviously spreading to Bangalore and rest of India. Uh Uh, So everything it has to get Bangalore, right? So so (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Bangalore. So the whole idea of using social media to actually. Uh, humble bragging. Yeah, that's the term I was looking humble for. Humble bragging. Yeah. Hmm. To humble brag like what you've done. Like yeah. yeah. And <laughs> exactly, it's, it's uh, yeah. you know, another thing. An oxymoron, yeah. yeah. Where you actually try to act like you're humble and you're doing some great things, but essentially all you've done is creating a massive marketing engine. that yeah. goes on and on about all the great things you're doing. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of ugliness going on. So, it's like any other mechanism or a tool, right? You can You can use fission of an atom to blow up or you can use a fission of an atom to feed the entire planet you know, pick your pick your battles right? that's what right. it comes down to yeah. right
2: so, so let me uh, throw a question to both uh, what is this one moment in social media history where you popped your head up and said man this could really do some good to our world
1: <laughs>
0: well, I mean I think the uh, I think the examples you picked were really good uh, Christy you know, where, uh, you know, the Chennai floods were happening and uh, I got to do some humble bragging.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a geek, I'll say when Hacker News 150 started streaming on Twitter, I think my day was made. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, if you're not a geek, uh, you're not going to follow what I'm talking about. But, I have no idea what you said. Could you please interpret that? <laughs> okay. So, there's a, for all of us geese, there's this place called Hacker News, which is like uh-huh. a Very high stream news medias, uh, information media site, So -hmm. you pretty much can't consume uh, all that is coming through. Uh And there's a rating ranking system that goes about where it starts ranking, uh, where the people who read them actually rank them. Mm -hmm. So any article that really bubbles up the rank gets a higher rank. And um, there is a bot that actually takes ranks 150 and above and posts Uh it on Twitter. Oh. Um, So it's called Hacker News 150. So... When you So essentially if whenever you want to follow Hacker News You can pick which threshold level that you want to follow from So you can oh. pick Hacker News 50, 150 etc So I go 150 and above So the moment I got 150 I was sort of set <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know
1: sure up, comes. I'm sure you understood that at least <laughs> yeah, kind
0: of. Yeah, I'm kind of a regular, I can use regular because, yeah, that's, uh, at least it no, used to be.
1: Every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> not, not
0: really, Vivek. Actually, uh, these days I've, I've cut down, uh, you know, on my reading quite a bit uh, after reading uh, Cal uh, Newport's Deep Work because, you know, I got, I really got affected by that book a lot and then, you know, I kind of reworked all my... Uh, what do you call uh, notifications on the phone I figured out what to read what not to read and and stuff like that I cut down on a lot of reading Uh, I mean random reading which which has uh, essentially no uh, goal right so other than information gathering and staying uh, within double quotes up to date so, uh, you know, so really, I mean, I, I used to have, you know, one of the tabs, which is always open on my computer, uh, either at work or home used to be Hacker News. And then, mm. um, you know, I, I really shudder. I, the only thing I read these days is uh, Tech Meme, which essentially is a very, uh, hum, it's a human curated uh, by very, very uh, experienced editors, uh, Tech News, which is, which, which is what exactly I read and which also brings me to my Facebook updates. So if you guys looked at it, I think the the, probably the last you know Facebook yeah. update I made was like maybe a year back I don't know it could have been a year back I wouldn't be surprised Got that yeah yeah I don't I don't really I, so uh, once in a while and I I make sure that I do not open Facebook on the on the desktop or the laptop I never do that because you know it, it <laughs> kills a lot of time uh, the only thing I do is uh, you know I browse Facebook on my mobile phone right and then I mean, if my because Facebook has this uh, auto-ranking algorithm, they show me you know all the stuff that my friends usually post, and uh, mm-hmm. I just spend five minutes you know I like, hit like I if I want to comment I comment and maybe I, I open Facebook a couple of times a day, but that's about it from that, and that too strictly from the phone. So that's that. I, I just don't really yeah yeah.
2: Uh, so show what is your one moment in social media history that uh, really. Made you feel good about the advent of this technology. Well, I I
0: think the uh, the one thing that I that made me feel really really good about uh, social media is that I kind of found all my friends back. A lot of them, uh, uh, our school school and uh, and also friends from college. You know, we 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 got back on Orkut. <laughs> oh, Orkut <laughs> so yeah. that was a lot of fun, and it was really popular in India. So you're showing your age. Now. Yeah, I know, I know, so, Vivek, you know. <laughs> so I was on
2: Orkut too.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, who wasn't, right? In India, I think yeah. uh, everybody got an Orkut until fa- I'm Facebook. I'm not even opening
1: my mouth,
0: guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vivek, I mean, Vivek is going to talk about some uh, text mode uh, social network, <laughs> which was uh, operating in the 1970s, even before the internet was born. You know, network? So, okay, yeah. what Let's what's not go network? there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I...
2: I, I I also remember Orkut after a particular point went completely pornographic and in fact in one of the offices that I had worked for we had to fire somebody because all he was doing is just uh, watching nude videos on Orkut. Oh my um, god, I didn't know that. I I didn't know it was
0: pornographic. Yeah, okay. I mean,
2: I would know because I was really happy that it did (laughs) but… Yeah, sure. mm, Not at office, not at (laughs) office.
1: Yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, so the point is this, right? I mean, look, just if you listen to what, uh, no, if you look at abstractedly what both of you are saying, right? mm-hmm. it's really not social media per se that has made it happen. We sure. all want to behave in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And the moment that behavior is encouraged, whether publicly or privately, uh, I mean, essentially, so, uh, a social network is, all your friends and acquaintances approving or disapproving of your behavior yeah and any kind of behavior whether it is watching porn if all your friends approve then you're out doing it and you know whether yeah. it is uh, uh being only talking about hacker news 150 that's acceptable as well so yeah um, public behavior is really determined by the acquaintances and the friend circle that you keep so one of the things i did on my facebook feed for example i essentially Trimmed down all the feeds of people that I'm reading. I'm not going to go into details of who or who, but <laughs> the bottom line is uh, I prioritize who I want to see. I uh-huh. deprioritize a lot of people I didn't want to see right that essentially uh, cleared up you know the quality of the feed per se right to quality of the feed that I wanted to see.
2: I don't block anybody in any of the social media t- channels because I kind of feel uh, humbled at some point that they are reading what I post. <laughs> and, uh, no, I mean, it doesn't have to do anything with the quality of the content that I post. But the fact that somebody is giving me their eyes and ears or whatever, it makes me feel that I should probably n- not close them down to whoever... I'm connected with uh, and I belong to like possibly the worst category of people. I seek approval for my disapproval of social media. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> on social media, yeah, so. <laughs> right, right,
0: right, right. So, uh, the other thing I think uh, you know I would love to hear from you guys is that is is social media really a platform for uh, you know the debate of nuanced topics? No.
1: And I'm going to end with that. Okay. <laughs> so, let, I'm going to answer the question with the question. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody interested in debate of nuanced topic? Or <laughs> <even> on, Whether <laughs> on social media or Yeah, forget what. A very good or question. even more deeper <laughs> question. Have you sent more than a one-page article to anybody and they've actually read it to the end before they started talking about it? Right, it, write it. So I, I push back, I discourage them and when somebody opens it I'm like, no oh, oh, stop, what was the last sentence, right? <laughs> and I start from there. So I, I, I am, you know, people who actually get uh, quality news articles from me and uh, from me know that I am fairly painful that way. I insist <laughs> on them reading uh-huh. it completely. Digesting the whole thing and then sitting down for a debate, and I believe that is some of the one of the aspects of a debate, right? Is yeah. you read something, you digest, you understand, you actually do some secondary research. I mean, that is sort of an lost art nowadays, but right. uh, you do that, and then you get into a conversational discussion. So, Correct. nuance is not something you skim, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like nuance and skim are an oxymoron themselves. So. Right, right, right. So, see, that's the that's
0: the whole point, uh, Vivek. See. Uh, if you know social media is not a platform for nuanced discussion, and then what happens is that the you know the weightage that social media gets as far as uh, you know for the discussions that are happening online are completely is completely skewed, right? So people are claiming that you know hey you know somebody said this or somebody said that, and they are they are quoting you know they're picking tweets you know, cherry picking tweets and (laughs) publishing them in newspapers saying this happened or that happened or, you know, attributing a general, uh, you know, what do you call climate to, you know, any discussion that's going on. So, so you're right when you say that, you know, uh, you know, a nuanced discussion, uh, you know, is something very, very rare to come by, uh, whether on social media or, or not. But the whole point is that, you know, even, for example, you know, i have sent you or rather we've been part of uh, you know social media conversations where the whole main theme of the post was lost in in you know personal attacks or you know something uh, you know people you know trolling and uh, taking away uh, the whole discussion to you know something completely unrelated and stuff like that and several times I've, i have i have myself told vivek that you know vivek i think i can take each of those you know, uh, in replies that a particular person has made and right. then tell them which logical fallacy it belongs to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right. And so, uh, and we, we could have named all the logical fallacies that, you know, that particular person yeah. uh, was making. And, you know, I was joking to Vivek that, you know, we should make an app which automatically goes through the replies and, you know, assigns a logical fallacy to each of those replies. <laughs> so, you know, that, yeah. that's the whole point. So, uh, and because I think uh, two things, uh, I, I believe, need to happen at <laughs> at least I think at the school level is that mm. we are living in living in a very dangerous world uh, when it comes to fake news and uh, the the damage can be real. And I'm not joking when I say this, because what's happening is that uh, especially with artificial intelligence and and machine learning, mm. there are companies who can listen to any voice for a given period of time, and mm-hmm. play back any arbitrary text in the same voice, accent, and style. Oh, that's okay. creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, let me include yeah. You know, yeah. Right. So so uh, you know let me include this in the show notes that you know you you can just uh, you know enter any arbitrary sentence and choose you know you wanna you know want that to be spoken by Obama or Hillary or Donald Trump and then it will oh, wow. speak back oh yeah and not only that there are other companies i think this one was acquired by by facebook recently one israeli company uh, where uh, you know that company was specialized in adding arbitrary objects to any video realistically okay such as any object for example you can you put want a table gun chair, woman yeah, you yeah. Oh. yeah 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 and you can you can on uh, <laughs> on trumps On Trump's, uh, you know, podium, you can place a gun, right? So, and realistically, very realistic, very believable stuff. And then there are companies who can, uh, you know, uh, take in uh, any video uh, in which somebody is, 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 is talking or speaking... And then they essentially can, you know, make that person speak any arbitrary uh, paragraph or sentence, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, fake news is, is going to be a big deal in the future. And, yeah. and I think the, we don't have, uh, you know, as human beings, w- what I see is that people just believe whatever they find on the internet. Right, yeah. The famous, yeah, the famous quote from Abraham Lincoln saying, "Don't believe everything you see on the net." So <laughs> this is the this is the whole point, right? So people yeah. just don't give a damn about uh, you know to verify before forwarding it to somebody, right? And this needs to be taught. Verification needs to be taught. The second thing is, you know, I think debate as a general science and you know anti trolling lessons need to be there at school. I believe going forward.
2: The most frightening part is the more outrageous the news, the more likely uh, people are to believe it. Uh, It goes back to the old adage that uh, you hear of a five-headed snake, you'll believe it. But if you see a sign that says wet paint, you'll touch it to make sure that it's wet.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Social media is more opinion mongering than debates. right, if you think about the difference, most people express an opinion, right, uh-huh. then they are not factual, they are fairly biased, uh, depends, you know, obviously the individual's preferences come play the most important role, uh-huh. uh, they are supported by pseudo facts, uh, pseudo facts of Abraham Lincoln advising about what to do on the internet. Um, and supported by half-baked uh, proverb from Buddhist monastery that was stolen and probably badly translated as well. <laughs> right. All that come into play in expressing an opinion. That is if you look at debate, right? debate is a structured argument, right? Mm-hmm. You basically, there's a premise. I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to have a set of data or facts that's going to support that statement. And then there could be opposing facts, which essentially act as rebuttal to the debate. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, to the premise. Mm-hmm. So that is, so debate has a very formal structure. There's a way to do it. And then there's a way to execute. Mm-hmm. I don't think modern society, uh, especially the media, like what you see on TV, the debate programs on TV are really debates. Right. They're just opinions being thrown back and forth, uh, supported by arbitrary pseudo facts. Uh, debate, probably to see that we probably have to go back in time, probably to Greek society <laughs> and things like that, to see real debates where uh, you know logic is actually applied. Uh, uh, so yeah, you're right. You know, mostly it is false logic. Mostly it is fallacies that are used to sustain uh, essentially somebody's arbitrary opinion. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. There is no room for nuanced debate in uh, modern society.
0: Right, so the other thing, that's that's the the whole point is that you know when somebody does not understand what a logical fallacy is, mm-hmm. yeah. talking to that person about a logical fallacy is is completely meaningless right yeah. yeah that's the reason why I'm saying that you know if if you you know tell somebody that you know such a thing exists while they are very young, <laughs> they probably listen
1: to it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you remember, I actually started a logical fallacy list on my Facebook stream sometime. I quickly gave, gave, I mean, I was trying to just take, somebody would say something and I'll just, you know, I'm not it to them, of course, right, but right. I'll just post logical fallacy. Uh, yeah. But I just couldn't keep up. I just oh, couldn't wow. keep up. You know? That, that
2: is... That is such diplomatic trolling. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That is and very cool. Yeah, I would uh, like each of those, uh, and then I'll post something. But anyway, so the whole point is, I think Vivek uh, immediately, like, like one minute after somebody posts it, and he'll, he'll, as if no, as if people won't notice, he'll post the logical fallacy. That and is they really cool. <laughs> They're gonna know, anyway. So yeah,
2: yeah. The bottom of it that uh, expecting logic uh in social media too i think it's a bit silly uh, you go back to who has the most followers across the platforms it's Katy perry justin bieber and i think taylor swift i think they rule roost across the platforms so i mean that's not to say anything about what they do or the quality of music that they put out it's got nothing to do with that but there is a pattern over there uh so anybody who's outside that pattern is not a part of of the right expectation I mean they are not setting the right expectations for social media it is a, a bit uh, not, uh, well not a bit a lot superficial and uh, it's a celebration of that too I, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you are
1: right, um, You're right. It, it is right I mean again um, they they, you know, they are performers uh, yeah. they, they use social media as a marketing platform which is fairly fair it's, they have a direct use for it and uh, in fact, most of their social media accounts are managed by a fairly large team of people. It's yeah. not individually controlled or managed either. So, yeah. um, I think um, um, the the uh, the urge or the chase, the the love for creating a big uh, follower base uh, seems mm-hmm. to have superseded what I want to open my mouth and talk about. Um, yeah. mm. So um, I can see i mean i whenever i look at twitter uh, the first thing i'd look at is followers to following ratio right okay. so if the ratio is one is to one i know that i do not much of a time i need to be spending on that tier person right so right. It, quickly you can right. move on right. um so that's those are there are some ways to measure people mm-hmm. because end of the day it's IT, it's computer sciences you know everything is measurable what's happening on social media yeah. Um. So hopefully, with the new AI engines kicking in, and you know, the doomsday stories apart, yeah. they'll actually give us ways to measure fake news. They'll actually tell us that this is something they're talking about their breakfast. We don't care about. Whereas this is something they're talking about a nuanced discussion, is worth spending some time on. Right. Hopefully, yeah. the AI engine will help us get there, rather than yeah. you know force us to uh, look through a lot of trolls.
2: Yeah. And. <laughs> One of the metrics that I used to judge its worthiness is the small victories that you see. And if I may share a little story that happened, uh, there's a band called Korangan, I know Shobh, that I have uh, forced you to listen to them. So they had posted an uh, interesting message that was uh, somewhat halfway between a suicide note and a declaration of war. Uh, so they didn't mince their words they needed money to create music to survive to live a decent life and while a lot of people have been supporting them online it didn't really translate into any money-making opportunities and you know how badly rock musicians are, are treated in this part of the world by organizers and record labels and they only play tamil rock like they never made english music much at all so they had to uh they had to raise about 100 grand in order to just make and release a few songs and their first ever music video and to eat a square meal while they did these things. And uh, they made it clear that if this was not possible, they were going to quit music and they were going to do something else. And I found it very, very refreshing and honest. And uh, they needed this money in a month. But in about two weeks, they had raised over 200 grand. And it it was a victory that I really... It really changed my mind about not really changed my mind completely, but it added this nice dimension about the perspective that I have on social media. These little victories that, that you see, they really showcase
1: the usefulness of social media. Sure. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> um, you know, it's... Uh, it. Social media definitely has its postures, some great positives out there. Mm-hmm. It definitely adds its crazy negatives, uh, including all those online suicide broadcasts, etc. So... Yeah. Um, we really have to, uh, you know, probably you are right, we have to go back to our school system and actually educate children on what they can communicate, how they can communicate, not just on social media, any media, right? Any public gathering of friends, family and acquaintances, what is the right thing to say, what is the wrong thing to say? I think some of those inherent behaviors, if we can inculcate into them, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, 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 you know, when they get exposed to something like social media where they get instant access to thousands and thousands of friends, which they can't do in a real world. Right. Uh, since the same principles would still very much apply and they're able to uh, you know, manage the way they present themselves, they communicate themselves better. Yeah.
0: No, I think uh, it's a very unique situation that we are in, uh, Vivek. Oh, oh, you know, see, there's a lot of uh, really old people, you know, in the 60s and 70s especially, uh, you know, mothers of uh, uh, my friends and, and, and people like that, who now have uh, whatsapp you know access to uh, social media and they're very active sometimes some of these people but uh, they they completely uh, you know lack uh, for example whatever they f- they they see on the computer or as a forwarded message it somehow carries a lot of value for them I, th- I think this behavior comes because they are essentially analog native people so there's a bunch of generations we have mm-hmm. we have analog native we have a keyboard native. I think we are all keyboard native people. Mm-hmm. And then there, there is a, a touchscreen native. And then there's after touchscreen native, I think there will be AI native uh, generation of computer users. But the analog native people who essentially got their news from analog sources like newspapers, they, they naturally give a lot of value to the printed word. Okay. You take them, a generation of those people, and you put them, uh, you put a touch screen on their hands. There's this huge uh, generation gap. And then they somehow attach the same value and trust they uh, they actually gave the uh, the printed media to anything that shows up on a screen. Very true right? And then, uh, and then they are, they're forwarding me these weird messages. I don't even, I don't even have the time to tell them like, hey, no, auntie, don't do this. This is, this is not true. And, you know, you know, some of them are just outright spams. I'm worried that, you know, someone will get their credit card numbers or whatever, or bank numbers worse. And, you know, do something to them. I'm I'm, I'm worried about that. But then again, how do we really stop this? And then, uh, you know, fake news is something completely something else, right? And then, Oh, man, this is this is completely crazy.
2: Every few days, my mom or my dad uh, sends me a WhatsApp forward where either the chicken flu is spreading or a tsunami is coming. So, <laughs> so.
0: Right. Right, man. So, yeah, this is what worries me, right? So, yeah. So, but if you look
1: at it, right, Sure, but Kristi, you have to go back and connect to from their time frame, right? Um, they are right. used to seeing dense, authentic and rich content delivered very sparsely. Yes. We are used to seeing poor, low quality, massive loads of content with gems. Not everything is poor, not everything is low quality. It's just that the signal to noise ratio is so different nowadays compared to their times. That uh, you really have to have better filtering mechanisms. So uh, so you can pull out what you need.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they lack that. And uh, I think these these mechanisms need to be, you know, because see, the whole point is that, you know, Teaching somebody who is 35 what the meaning of a logical fallacy and, uh, you know, uh, telling uh, telling them how to essentially verify if something is a hoax or not. I think mm-hmm. they're not going to listen, man. That's that's it. <laughs> so we'll just say, hey, there's one generation on Facebook that got <laughs> spammed by Nigerian guys that, <laughs> right. that, that that ran away from their city because the tsunami is coming or whatever. Right. So there will be a generation last. But I think the next generation, goddammit it, we need to fix this stuff.
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, we need to fix this, or um, you know, we all start running from Nigerians, chase based on I'm
2: a little busy, guys. So if you two can like fix it, I'll be happy.
0: <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's do yeah, yeah, the yeah. one. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You keep writing and not meeting friends. Really try and fix it.
1: Nothing
0: in particular. Nothing in particular is brought to you by your hosts Shweeb Hussein and Christy Bharat. You can catch up on Christy's writing on worseherder.wordpress.com. He is at the rate WorseHerder on Twitter. On Instagram, he is Christi.barat, which is chrast b-h-a-r-a-t-h. Shuweb is at the rate S-H-U-V-E-B on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Please follow Nothing In Particular on Twitter on at the rate Listen to N-I-P and don't forget to rate us on iTunes. It helps the show. Nothing In Particular features original music by Hariram Narayan with vocals by Sharanya Subramaniam.